0: Welcome to Good Hope Church with Pastor Billy Bryson. We praise God for every listener and ask that you like, follow, and rate this podcast so we can reach more people for the kingdom. I pray for open hearts, open ears, and the blood of Jesus to cover everyone that hears my voice. Now let's get into the word. Amen. Amen. Let's uh, prepare to go to the Word of God. Um, You want to turn this on for me, brother? This electronic stuff ain't my cup of tea. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. How many of you thought that you were going to be raptured out yesterday? Praise God. I believe the time was what? Six o'clock and yesterday evening, or something like that. Wow! Let's take a look in your Bibles. We're going to look at a couple of scriptures in reference to that. Matthew chapter twenty-four and verse thirty-six. Sometimes it's worth speaking into those kind of situations. Praise God. Matthew 24 and 36, this is the words of Jesus that Matthew heard and got down in his spirit. But of that day and hour knoweth no man. Pretty plain, isn't it? let me read it again but of that day and hour knoweth how many men no man not the angels of heaven but who but the father only now Matthew got that down in his spirit now let's go to Mark Mark 13 and 32. Mark heard and got it down in his spirit. We've got two witnesses. It says, but of that day, says Jesus, and that hour knoweth no man, know not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son. Now who's the Son? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus said, I don't even know. You know, and I don't know? (laughs) Jesus, uh, not the Son, but the Father, but the Father. So we know that, as we've been teaching on Wednesday nights, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. You can rest assured that no man knows. No man knows. But he says to be ready when he comes. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Now, what is, what's, this, uh, what's going to happen to this preacher, this prophet, this uh, false prophet now? What's he going to do now? He's going to be ridiculed. But it's sad. Because he's deceived a whole lot of people. Are you with me? He's led them astray. Say, he's led them astray. Say it. He's led them astray. Now, what we need to do is pray for it. Lord, we ask you to touch this minister. Lord, we ask you to get him back on track in his spirit. Because he, if he's got this error, he's got some other error. Huh? And he's deceived some folks. The Bible says if the blind lead the blind, they're all going into the ditch. They're all going to be deceived. Sad but true. We're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about the sheep of God. And it's important that you, the sheep, know the voice of God. You need to know the voice of God better than you know your spouse's voice. Amen. Because this is your personal, intimate relationship, and your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ should be more intimate than your spouse. Somebody need to hear this. Quit trying to build that intimacy and build the intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ. That would be wise. That would be the thing to do. Because you're only fulfilled in Christ. And there's a lot of young folks in here, so we're going to shift this back a little bit. We're not going to get too far into that type of ministry today. But there's a need for it. Your relationship must be very intimate with the Lord. You need to be singing to the Lord. You need to be praising the Lord. You need to be talking to the Lord. And people think, he's crazy because he's talking to himself. No, I'm talking to the Lord. And he's talking to me. Amen. He's guiding me and I'm acknowledging him in all my ways. I'm not trusting my own understanding, but I'm acknowledging him in all my ways. And he's going to direct my path. He'll say, turn left now. Turn right now. Back up. Stop for a minute. Your spouse can't do that. Your big brother, your little sister can't do that for you. Can't give you that kind of advice. But Jesus is with you if you've invited him in. And he'll never lead you. He'll guide you in the whole truth. Oh, I want the truth. If it means me changing, I want the truth. If it means hurting my feelings, I want the truth. I don't want to know, no man deceive me by any means. Nobody. I've come too far by faith to be deceived. I don't want you to be deceived. That's why we are to counsel one with another. Stay in line with this book. Glory to God. Turn with me in your Bibles. In Matthew, chapter 18, thank you Jesus. Somebody say, this is good. This is God. Matthew 18, praise the Lord. And we're going to just stay, pick out verse 11, we're going to read a few scriptures. God is trying to woo our hearts and our minds toward effective evangelism. If you're able to be here on Wednesday night, we're training those that are coming out how to be effective in evangelism. Amen. We're letting you get your feet wet. We're letting you get the opportunity to minister on Wednesday nights. Sunday morning, really, you don't get a chance to minister. Wednesday nights, we're going to activate you right where you're at. We're not going to get you started in something you can't handle, but you need to be activated and confident about evangelism. See, our Father's heart is to evangelize the world, that everybody might be saved, born again, coming to the knowledge of the truth. And not everybody's saved. But God would have everybody to be saved. Oh, please hear what I'm saying. He that hath not the Spirit of Christ is none of His. God wants us all to have His Spirit. He wants us all to be led by His Spirit. Romans 8 and 14. They that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons and daughters of God. You can accept Jesus Christ and not be led. You can still be carnally minded. You can miss the mark. You can assume wrong. This man of God, he's probably trying to find a rock to crawl under. Because he told the world the Lord was coming back. You know, sinners will tell you and say, hey, He may be coming back for you. You're about 80-something years old. he would probably come back for you. Sinners got more sense than that. I was in the oil report store yesterday getting some parts. And they're talking about this man. And they were right. Sad, but true. But we want to be led by the Spirit, by the unction of the Holy Ghost. It'll keep you, it'll save you, To protect you. You can make one decision outside of the will of God and it'll cost you. It'll put you in financial bondage and you can't hardly get up. Or it'll put you in a situation where you would to God, you'd, you would never even thought of this thing. But if we're choosing to acknowledge the Lord Jesus Christ, He'll work it out. I've made mistakes trying to be led, trying to have big ears in the Spirit to hear God. But God supernaturally worked that thing back out because He knew my heart. I tried the Spirit, got a little lead on something, kept going with it, and pretty soon, that ain't God. (laughs) God worked it out. I got out of that situation. Huh? He's a good God. Thank you, Jesus. But effective evangelism wants to get you and your neighbor saved to be led by God, to rest in the promises of God, and not to fret. Say, I'm not going to fret. Because I got God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's read here in Matthew 18. Glory to God. And verse 11. For the Son of Man is come to save that which is lost. That's the only purpose Jesus came. We needed a Redeemer. We needed to be in a rightful, uh, rightful place with God. So everybody that has not received Jesus Christ is not in a right place, a right state. Hello? Everyone that has not received Jesus is not in a right state. They're lost. If we'll just accept that. Coming from the mouth of Jesus, everyone that does not have his spirit is lost. But he says, our good news, I've come to save that which is lost. I've come to save That which is lost. I'm going to work it out so that men, women, boys and girls can be saved. Can have a refuge, can have protection and shelter. Glory to God. Verse 12 says, How think ye if a man have a hundred sheep? Everybody say one hundred. And one of them be gone astray. Doth he not leave the ninety and nine? Everybody say ninety-nine. And goeth unto the mountains and seek that which is gone astray. Let's think about that for a minute. Now a shepherd takes pride of his sheep. He's got a hundred sheep. He's watching a hundred sheep and he looks up and something looks slim. Something don't look quite right. Somebody's missing. Something's missing here. He gets a little concerned. And all of a sudden, he looks, and he sees tracks. And there's one that's gone astray. Gone astray. He leaves the 99, and he goes after the one. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 13, it says, And if so be that he findeth it, verily I say unto you, he rejoices." What's the next word? He rejoices more. Glory to God over that sheep than over the ninety and nine which, need, which went not astray. Look at the heart of God. Look at the mind of God. God says, I love you. I love you. All of you. But somebody's missing and my attention is directed toward the one that's missing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There's somebody missing in your in your family. There's somebody that's not saved. There's somebody that's gone astray. The Lord says, "My heart turns toward the one that's gone astray. I consider that one valuable, more valuable. I will leave the ninety-nine and go for that one, because I know if you stay together, you'll work at, you work You you've got protection and safety, and there's counsel." Because you're all together. But that one is out there, and I've got to go after that one. Hallelujah. That's beautiful. He rejoices more over that one than the ninety-nine that hath not gone astray. Going astray is, is very critical in the hour in which we live. We don't know what going astray is. We don't know nothing about going We just think, well, I'm taking a little break. You might be going astray. You know, there's some folks that, uh, you know, they, they, they haven't been taught. Some people have never come on board and they've been astray the whole time. They don't know any different. They've not been born again. They've not been in the sheepfold anyway. So when if they go and visit church or if they go and do something, they think, well, you know, I, I went to church, but the Lord said, no, you still you're still going astray. They're going astray from their heart. They've not committed and yielded to God. It's true. You know, I'm I, I'm so convinced that. We know John 3.16. But we don't know Revelations 3.16. If we will identify with Revelations 3.16, I think every now and then we ought to break a sweat for Jesus. In our worship, He says... I would that you were hot or cold, but they are lukewarm. And he said, if you're lukewarm, you've gone astray. Huh? Because you've got a divided heart. And if you're lukewarm, he said, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. I think every now and then you ought to break a sweat. For Jesus Christ. Amen. You ought to bust the gut. For Jesus Christ. And sharing your faith. And encouraging somebody that just can't seem to get it. Get with it. Get committed to it. Huh? I think it would be wise. Because there are loved ones that have come to the altar. And now they can't seem to get with it. They just are kind of moody. You know, in and out, up and down. On on fire, ice cold. Huh? But God wants the sheep to bring the sheep in. And if you hear His voice, you're not going to follow a stranger. Glory to God. You're going to stick with the everlasting, eternal Word of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You, you'll move heaven and hell. Get up! I'm going to follow the book. Amen. I'm going to rest in God's Word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to stand on His Word. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise His holy name. Why is it that people go astray? Why is it? How do you recognize when a person's going astray? How do you recognize? It? First of all, you'll recognize it in their behavior. Right? They'll change their behavior. And second, you'll recognize it in their words. They don't have a praise. They are not going to glorify the Lord. Huh? They're not going to be thankful. They'll use a lot of justifying why they don't have to commit to Christ. You know, one sheep that's gone astray chooses to do something outside of what's going on. Got a different vision, different plan. God tells us in 2 Peter 3 and 9, He says it's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And He tells us that He's not slack concerning His promises, as some men count slackness. Now many times when a person goes astray, it's because they take their eyes off of Jesus. long as your eyes are on Jesus, all is well. But somehow the enemy tries to draw us away. The Bible says in James, it says that he tries to deceive us, to draw us away. And the Bible says every man is tempted when he's drawn away. James uh, said that real clear. Every man is tempted when he's drawn away. When lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. And when sin is finished, it's eternal damnation. 1 Peter 5 and 8, he tells us to be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion. He walks about seeking whom he may devour. Whom he may devour. The enemy looks for an opportunity to catch that sheep because it's away from the pack. Now the sheep doesn't realize this. The sheep just thinks of a new adventure. Something different. But the enemy says, I've got rights now because you've come away from the pack. Let's look here at verse 14 of Matthew eleven fourteen. 14. Even so, it is not the will of your Father, which is in heaven, that one of these little ones should perish. Now, he's, Jesus is giving a parable of about sheep, and one that goes astray, and he tells you, he said, if he goes astray, he's subject to perish. Anyone that goes astray is subject to perishing and you know that just throws our some of our doctrine way out the window that one scripture because we think well uh we're praying for brother so and so he's he's living in adultery and he's doing this that and the other but he's still saved no no that's erroneous that's that's not in the book I had to tell somebody that one time and they, 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 they tried to show me two scriptures that didn't even fit. I said, it's not, it's not Bible. We see here that Jesus tells us, He said that it's not His will that any one should perish. Not a one. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Turn with me to Second Peter 3 and 7. Praise the Lord. Uh, 317. 317. Ye therefore, beloved... And they call saints beloved. Seeing ye there know these things before, beware lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. God told me, he said, uh, he said Billy, he said, the people need to be warned. Don't be led away with the error of the wicked. say I won't be led away with the error of the wicked. And I'm not going to fall from my own steadfastness. See, your service to God strengthens you in the battle. Turn with me to Psalms 37. Praise the Lord. We're talking about 99, and uh, I came up with a little title, 99 plus 1. God sees it complete. In the mind of God, He wants all souls to be saved. But as sure as He said in Ezekiel 18 and 4, The soul that sinned shall die. But I want to see 100% of people saved. I made provision for it. Psalms 37 Praise God. And I asked this question. I said, Lord, I said, why is it that we waver so much? And the Lord says it's because we fret. Psalms 37 and 1 says, fret not thyself. Because of evildoers. I want you to hear this, saints. Don't you fret because of an evildoer. And that's primarily where the fretting comes. We're looking at somebody or something that's going on around us, and therefore we begin to fret. Fret in the Hebrew means to be grieved. Actually, it means to glow, to warm up. To get angry. To be jealous. And then it says in the Hebrew, it says to be disappointed. If you fret, you're more vulnerable to be prey for the enemy. I know every time I fret, it's because I'm looking at somebody that's not saved. Either I'm jealous of what they have or whatever it is. Why do we fret? Because we think that maybe God's not coming through for us? But he tells us, he says, don't fret because of evildoers. Well, what's an evildoer? In simplest words, an evildoer is everyone that does not glorify God and put God first. An evildoer. You know, there are some saints that don't put God first. That is noted as an evildoer. If you're fretting, it's because of an evildoer. Because God's grace is sufficient for you. Say it with me. God's grace is sufficient for me. Don't fret because of evildoers. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We can get over in debt, an abundance of debt. We can lose uh, our peace in our home because we, we're looking at somebody else. The Lord says, don't fret. Now let's continue here, 37 and 2, It says, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall what? Soon be cut down like the grass and withered like the green herb. Trust in the Lord, saints, and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way into the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Glory to God. Let's skip down to verse 9. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Glory to God. God's got a blessing in store for you if you just hold on to Jesus. If you just trust and do it God's way. Glory to God. He's going to meet your every need. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Praise His holy name. There are souls that need to be saved all around us. There's people that are talking and they're not talking about the goodness of God. And if a person continues to talk and they don't talk about the goodness of God, you get into doubt, you get into fear, and you get into unbelief. If Jesus doesn't come up in the conversation, eventually you're going to get into fear and doubt and unbelief. That's just the way it is. The Bible says, "Let your words be few, huh? Let your conversation be yea or nay." But you notice people when they talk. If they don't know Christ, eventually they're going to come out with doubt. They'll try to make you accept their doctrine, their thinking, their way, and it don't line up with the Gospel of Jesus Christ. The Lord tells us that no weapon formed against us should prosper, huh? And any tongue that would rise against us, he says, you've got to condemn it. You've got to bring it down. Because it's going to affect your destiny. And God has purposed for every one of us to be fulfilled in Christ. And in Christ alone. Can you say praise the Lord? (coughs) Glory to God. So God's not withholding anything from you. But don't fret because of evildoers. Glory to God. They really want what you've got. So you need to tell them about Jesus Christ. They want the peace of God, the peace of mind you have? Yes, they want that. They need that from you. Praise the Lord. Sinners can't save themselves. But they need to be told and talked about Jesus Christ. Amen. They need to be wooed and encouraged in the right way. You know, it's I think it's so important that we learn that If we we sanctify ourselves unto Christ, God will meet our need. And the sinner will be envious of the righteous. They'll be envious of the righteous. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I want us to have the heart of God for souls. You bring them, God will heal them. God will deliver them. I believe God's Word. I believe that. I don't care how bound they are. I don't care how confused they are. You bring them, God will deliver them. You bring them, God will deliver them. Where two or three are gathered together in His name, He said He'd be a God in the midst of His people. God will bless them the way He's blessed you. Glory to God. You've got to remember how He's delivered you. And for once you've come, Revelations, we're going to take a look here. Revelations chapter 7, we'll look at verse 14. Praise the Lord. Let's back up. Revelations, uh, Revelation seven and four. Please, it says, "And I heard then John saying, I heard the number of them which were sealed, and that were sealed a hundred and forty and four thousand of all the tribes of the children of Israel. Hundred forty four thousand of God says that were basically drawn by the witness." of the spirit of truth. Now, there were 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Somebody had to start talking, didn't they? Somebody had to start living a life of those tribes to draw those 144,000. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'd like to get 144. And it's going to happen. So help me, God, in the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes, right here in this city here. 144. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. It's going to happen. Thank you, Jesus. Now let's look over here. Verse 9, Revelation 7 and 9. It says, After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number that would be saved. Of all the nations and the kindred and the people and the tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hand. Glory to God. Of every nation, every every tongue, and every tribe, God's going to save and He's going to deliver. God is going to have a people. Can you say amen? God is going to have a people that are going to do those things that are pleasing in His sight, they're going to reap the rewards of the benefits of serving the Most High God. And they'll be on fire for God. Every tribe, every tongue, and every nation, there's going to be people coming in droves, they're going to stand around the throne, and they're going to always be blessing the Lord our God. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. I'm excited about it. There's revival in our midst, saints. There's souls to be saved. There's lives to be changed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's loved ones that we need to go after as lost sheep. Glory to God. They need to hear the saving message of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Never give up on that sheep, on that one individual. You start calling it the way God calls it. Those of you that have spouses, the scripture says in uh, 1 Corinthians 7 it says the unbelieving spouse is sanctified by the one that's serving God. You see, God sees them already saved. 99 plus 1, that's the way God sees it. That one had gone astray, but God says, I've got him counted in. I've got him counted in. Your brothers, your sisters, your mamas, your daddies, your aunties, your nieces, your nephews. God says you need to count them in and declare that they're coming in. Tell the devil to take his hands off of them. They're the sheep of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I declare in the name of Jesus that households are coming together. Spouses are coming together. Children are being saved in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I command the devil to take his hands off of them right now in the name of Jesus. I declare and I decree unto you that your whole house is saved in the name of Jesus Christ. If you can believe it with me, shout amen. amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And this is the determination you need to have. This is the fire God says you need to have in your spirit against the works of darkness. Glory to God. See, fire purifies. Hallelujah. You get on fire and if you got a spouse that ain't on fire, guess what? God said I'm gonna purify that joker anyway. Because you're on fire. Hallelujah. The devil don't want you to be on fire for Jesus Christ. See, when you're on fire, you drive out you you drive out all the impurities. If you've got addictions and bondage, you just try you just get on fire see what happened. These addictions and these bondage, they'll fall off like weights. Glory to God. I'm serious. You just get on fire. Just choose to be on fire. As an act of your will, I'm on fire for God. It's Jesus in the morning, Jesus at noonday, and Jesus throughout the evening. Glory to God. Thank you Jesus. There's deliverance coming to the house of God because we won't settle for anything less Jesus said himself that my church, my people that are really in me, he says that the gates of hell will not prevail against them. The devil can't stop anything God wants to do if you'll get on fire. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I decree a blessing upon these people, your your people today, in the wonderful name of Jesus. God, I want you to change the image on the inside. God, I want you to have them to see, God, the things the way you see it. The 99 plus the want. Father, I want them to see their whole household saved. I want them to declare it and to decree it in the wonderful name of Jesus. Father, I command the enemy to stop its activity in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, every backslidden saint of God, God, I call them to come forth in the name of Jesus. Satan, you cannot have them. They're God's property. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Let us stand. If you're here today and you've never... Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to like, comment, share. We love you all. And God bless. May there be